uh, Alex Antolino. He uh, worked at Tight Forum. You can, you, you'll, I'll let you brag for yourself a little bit more than, <laughs> than me right now. But you worked at Tight Forum. But then you came across. Tell me if I'm wrong. You came across the Creators of Brands podcast, and you immediately quit Tight Forum, and you said, "I'm going to go a whole different route." Tom's inspired me, and I'm going to go independent and be a creator. That's what you did, right? Or, or yeah, and eventually sneaking into your podcast. Like, that yes, was my whole plan. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I can retire now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Uh, so no, y- y- I'll let you do it too, but uh, I'll have to do the intro first. Uh, welcome to Creators of Brands, part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. I have to say that. All right, so Antonino, brag about yourself real quick. Um, give me a little bit of overview of what you did at type, Typeform and then what you're doing now in the creator economy. Yeah, so, um, so basically my background is on film. I went to film school, traditional, like all of that. And I ended up doing like advertisement for fashion brands, actually, for like five years on my own Got studio it. was doing that. And then at some point I wanted to change and like go traveling and do something different. And I ended up like coming across Typeform, which I didn't know what that like was or like I didn't know anything about the tech industry, right? And they were looking for someone to do videos. And I was like, okay, um, you're paying that much money. I was like, uh. <laughs> so I was like, I told them on the interviews, like, my independent gonna... films aren't making this over here. <laughs> like, exactly. I was like, well, that sounds like a good deal for six months, like cash in and like move on with my life. The company was so small. It was like 27 employees at the time. I feel like they're 500 now. And yeah, my plan was to stay there for like a few months and go traveling. And eventually it just exploded like during the first few months that I was there and ended up becoming their creative director. And so there... I built their creative team from like non-existent to 15 uh, professionals. And uh, and I, I was basically running the brand from like a creative uh, standpoint. This is a question that I have. And it's probably a dumb question <laughs> because like, because I consider I myself this um, for the people, uh, for jobs that I've had. Um, but I, I technically wasn't called that. Um, but I'm curious, what does... What entails the job of a creative director? Like, like, Ooh, like I love this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel, I, I feel like some people just slap that on. But like, I feel like there's a lot of different interpretations of that. I'm curious. I'm curious. What is a creative director? That's a great question because it also means different things. I, I think on the advert, like pure traditional advertisement industry. Yep. Um, from like when you're like on an in-house team on a company, or even yep. like I learned then, um, that. Like I didn't know at that time because I was naive. I didn't know that much about the creator economy. But like all of these big, massive creators and YouTubers, they have creative directors, which I like. It makes sense when you think about yeah. it. But I had never, it had never crossed my mind. I think it's different things for different industry. But in what I was doing, basically, is you're in charge of the brand expression and how like all the brand communications, right? So let's say like the organic content. The paid ads were like the assets that we need to put there, like newsletters, landing pages, the brand identity, like all those things that like every expression of the brand, even like internal stuff, which is also like a, another type of brand expression, um, that was, it, it was run through my team. So it's actually a very interesting position to have because you're kind of like at the center of the business and like you see everything going on. So you work with literally every team. So that, that what I was doing at Typeform. Yeah, and, and is some of that like, all right, there's a decision between hiring this video editor or this one, and you're like, all right, this is gonna, this guy's style is gonna be a better expression of of the brand or communicating copy and like editing certain things. Like you're kind of like the person that is like sees it all 
and you're able to connect the dots to be able to have that expression cohesive across all of the touch points of the brand. Correct. So in very simple words, I set the direction and built a team to execute on and build on that direction, basically. So a lot of like consistency across like all the different expressions of the brand, the brand itself, like the brand identity, we did a rebrand a type form with like all the campaigns, um, like video, paid ads, like all of that. So you obviously, you know, you have this background in um, more traditional filmmaking. Then you get a little taste of like working at like a a brand and a company that was very early and like watch them build and, and, and become something really cool. And then, so tell me where you're at now, because I know that I, I know a big moment was getting that interview or like doing almost a presentation on the futures YouTube channel, which is insane, dude. Like that's, that's <laughs> sort of like, that's like, that's like a, uh, that's kind of like a go-to resource if you're like trying to do something creative online nowadays. And and so I want to talk a little bit about, yeah, like where you're at now and how, how, how did you land that relationship? Yeah, so uh, when I was working at Typeform, I realized that a lot of the things that we were doing were not like producing the, resu- the results that I wanted necessarily, um, especially like organic. Like we would have like a designer and a copywriter and like a brand person work on like one piece, like in one carousel, for example. And I was like, I didn't know better at that time, but I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. <laughs> we're spending like all these resources and like we're not getting the results of that like you know, these creators, they do by themselves and like they do like way better. So I was like, we, there's something going on. And when I was like last year listening to, like I discovered your podcast, also discovered um, Creator Now, which is Eric's, um like educational platform for YouTubers and like JT Barnett, like everything that's going on in LA and like the creator economy. And I got embedded into that and I was like, whoa, this is so exciting. And these are, people actually know how to communicate into in 2023 or well, 2022. Like this is how you're supposed to like communicate online through stories, right? And I realized that like most brands actually are still communicating like if it was on the 2000s. And so that to me was like- yo. Like a light bulb moment. It's insane. It's in, you know, dude. It's it's so true. Uh, so like that, you right? had that light bulb moment, and you were like, "Wait a second! Like there, there's a better way." And like, so in the so is that how you work with brands? Like you kind of immerse yourself into this creator world. Now you're like, I want to bring the tactics of how a creators approach their relationship with their audience, and I want to bring that to brands. That's exactly it. Yeah, I was like, creators are doing it so well. They're building these audiences. They're making these like videos that has like that have like eighty percent retention, ninety percent retention. I'm like, there's like brands need to be doing this if they want to connect with like real humans, right? So I'm like, okay, how can we learn from all of that and bring it to brands? And so literally, what I'm trying to do now is like, I want to transform advertisement. Like, I want to update advertisement if that makes sense. Yeah. And help brands stop feeling that they need to do these like overproduced ads that like really no one wants to watch and they're expensive and they don't give the results that they could and embrace like the tactics and the mindset of the creator economy and this idea of a decentralized advertisement. So that's really, really what's exciting to me. So what I'm doing now is I help traditional brands behave like creators. So that kind of like, the, like it's very complimentary to what you do 
So you say like creators are a brand and I'm like, brands should be more like creators, right? So that's why I really wanted to yep. have this chat with you. And then I also help uh, creators build their brands. So I've been working with Chill Hop Music, for example. They're a lo-fi um, hip-hop beats radio on YouTube with like over 3 million subscribers. And I've been helping them with brand strategy and like redefining their identity also. And then how did you land that, that, uh, that, that future connection? And I'll, 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 oh, yeah, I'll right. make sure to link to that too. Um, but yeah, how did you land that? What was that? Was that like an interview for the podcast or the YouTube channel? So when after this um, live, like live, like live moment, like this like realization moment that I had, like exactly like one year ago, um, I I was invited like a few months ago to a conference, and Chris Doe and I we've known for like I've known Chris for like three years, I was already on the channel with Matthew and Zina for like, like in end of 2019 for like a short video. And Chris and I know each other for a while. And then I was invited to give a talk at a conference in Melbourne. Um, I've been doing public speaking for a while, but it, it was the first, it was this time was different. It was special because it was the first time that I was not like working at Typeform and giving a talk. So I, I was not representing Typeform. So I was like, I can talk about anything I want right now. Right. It's not like I wasn't doing that before, but I was like, I have no like strings at hearts. Like I fully decided what I want to do. And so I was like, I'm obsessed with the career economy. Let me think, let me see if like this resonates. So I made a talk about how creators are influencing branding and creators are disrupting advertisement and people went nuts about it. And Chris though was also another speaker in that come on that talk mm. and like we were hanging out and, and he really liked the talk and he's like man like you should like we should bring this talk to the channel and i'm like yeah let's do it yeah and uh we did it and we recorded the talk i kind of like shifted a little bit uh i think it's called like the blueprint uh, for like creators blueprint for the attention economy or something like that the video if you want to check it out so it's like a long video it's like an hour long and it's one of the videos that like it's performing the best since like we put it out like it's, i think it's close to like a hundred thousand views now yeah. which to me it's like validation that people actually are excited as i am about this uh so it's yep. it's, it's a good it's it's a good like motivator to keep doing what i'm doing yeah no it's it, you, you put the noise out and you're getting that signal back and uh, dude, i do you and i like you, you and i we connected on a call and we were just like it was just popcorn back and forth, just like very yeah. similar complementary ideas around like how we see the space. I have a similar background, like kind of straddled between like working with brands and being, you know, my own independent creator and just saw the similarities around like what both can learn from each other. So I'm curious, what can creators learn from brands first? And then what can brands learn from creators? I, th I, I think I think I think both can have can learn from each other. So the let's start with what can brands learn from creators, right? Got so it. I think the problem every brand has is that they think their content is their marketing, and mm -hmm. it is right. Like that's the that's the whole point, right? Like you make videos and content and whatever, so you can bring more leads, so you can bring bring more money, so you can found that marketing activity. I get it. But it's a very different approach from what creators are doing. Because for creators, the content is the product. So mm -hmm. if the product doesn't do well, they're out of business, period. Yep. So they are forced to keep 
iterating and improving, right? So like basically, oh, I have a YouTube channel. Let me look at analytics. Let me see my retention, like all those things that will allow you to little by little become better, 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 better. And like eventually like blow up or whatever and have a, like make a living out of this. I admire that journey. I'm on that, that my journey myself. I'm just getting started, right? But it is not an easy one, but it's, it's learning a set of new skills that have never been present on, on brands before. You can have the best creative team, but if it's a traditional creative team, they, they're just a set of skills that they don't have. A designer doesn't necessarily have, like, need to know to be a great designer today. I think, well, yes, today, but like, not like till now. They don't need to understand social media analytics. And it's the actually the one thing that will help them improve their designs if they're posting on social media. And it's yeah. mind-blowing that this is not happening. And I think that's one of the most important things. Like, can brands understand how creators approach content? So even if they're, it's marketing for these brands, they approach it as a product. So they have to keep improving. And this is what everyone is saying brands are like media companies i'm like yes and that's exactly what i think it means and i think to complement that it's it's like like when i say creators are brands like the big thing that kind of connects them the overlap for me is that a creator builds a relationship with their audience and that relationship is based on trust and that's the same positioning for a brand like if you don't trust if you don't have a relationship with this brand you're not going to give them a dollar and online that's such a big point it's like a lot even like you know there's definitely creators that are there to to you know figure out uh every little tweak to make sure that the the videos are optimized to to see as many many people as possible and then and then even complimenting and then complimenting that or just like a different like a yeah like a another separate approach is just how they're building this relationship one-on-one like they think of each individual audience like 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 person that is consuming their content as a way to build a relationship with them like instead of like a brand does oh we're gonna make this content calendar and we're gonna have 15 promotional posts and we're gonna have call to actions and links in all of our stuff like that's the like like creators creators know that that's the quickest way to tank your content so like yeah it's it's like (laughs) yeah it's like be like think about like just how you consume content. Like people don't follow brands <laughs> like to like, it, it, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just like laughing because yeah. like you speak my mind so loud. I mean, I want you to finish this sentence. Like people don't follow brands. You know how many companies that I've worked with that are like, oh, you know, I'm not sure about this organic thing. Cause like, I don't like Instagram doesn't really prioritize brand accounts. And I'm like, you know, actually all these platforms, love that brands are on these platforms because they know they have more money than creators yes. most of the time. Yes. So without brands, these platforms wouldn't exist. So they have nothing against brands. If anything, they want to support brands making content there. Yeah. But the thing is like your brand doesn't know how to make content because you're only thinking about, oh, what's like the KPI, like what's the like quarter results and how many sales do we, like that's not yeah. how you're supposed to do it. The only really like, 
yeah, <laughs> you see that a lot because they think it's like a TV commercial. They think they treat like especially in the um, you're getting feedback like the way the way I see creators getting like if in a brand deal situation, a creator is getting feedback from the brand and the brand like wants them to create this video like it's a TV commercial like, oh, we need to put our logo here. We need to do this. And like like, yo, you you don't understand this creator knows their audience better than you do. And if you just let them cook, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they will like, and make it feel like it's not promotional. It will be better in the long run for your, for your company. Tom, let's um, talk about this. Cause yeah. I, I, yeah. this is so right. So one thing that I, that I want to bring up is we're so defaulted into this idea that advertisement needs to be done in a certain way. And it's yep. just real. Like we were creating like, the, the team that I was running at Typhoon was very, like, it was really a good team, right? So they were super creative, um, super passionate. And we were creating really innovative and, like, interesting campaigns. And something happened in our, ma in our minds that the moment we said, okay, we have a paid ads campaign, we defaulted to ads. And what is that supposed to mean in terms of, like, the assets that we were creating? And I've been thinking a lot about why advertisement looks the way it looks why like there's no like where is this idea coming from that yeah. and that needs to be so polished are you so asking fine. me well yeah like what do you think this is what i've realized um the people that cut the checks for advertising they want to protect their job <laughs> And they're, so, so like they actually like, that's why, so this is the challenge creators, they own everything, right? So they can take as many risks as they want. But like when there's like a team of like eight people all looking at the creative, right? By the time the creative, by, by the time they chime in on the creative, the whole creative direction is watered down at that point. Um, Correct. With all of the feedback, it becomes something else. It loses the edge and the actual point of it. But two, I find that most of them aren't really like they're more in a position to like not break anything than <laughs> to like actually do something really cool. Like like that's right. Like they're more feel fearful of breaking something than getting rewarded for doing something actual cool because it's actually harder to pinpoint like that they were responsible for that thing cool. So I think people are like for good reason like they're just like they don't want to look dumb in front of their company and that i don't know that's what i'm so that, that's that's low one risk that, low yeah. risk like a, like low capacity to assume risks yeah that's what you're saying okay yeah um that's one and, theory <laughs> on like why no, advertising i've is seen boring. this i've literally yeah. seen this um yeah. in in several companies so another thing that I want to even like, let's go farther, right? So what makes you think that their idea, like to protect their jobs, their, the, the ads need to look in a certain way. They need to be formatted in a certain way. So where is this idea coming from? Mm, what do you think? I, it's, I think it's probably, well, one is probably the people that are making decisions grew up on like traditional tv they grew up yes, on like I agree. the same 10 commercials for a year and it's like a very polished beautiful actor actress logos real big even like in the you come from the film world too so like yes that world kind of shuns on like the more like raw run and gun style youtubery type content that we're seeing nowadays too it's like it's like 
there's something about it. But, like, we know, I know for a fact that, like, lo-fi, like, I, I, I've been seeing this <laughs> with big companies. They're actually starting to get it. Like, they're filming it, like, like it's from their iPhone, right? Like, lo-fi connects way quicker. Like, as soon as I see it, like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, as soon as I see, like, a quick edit on, like, an ad, like a quick cut, I'm like, oh, they paid $10,000 to edit, to pay someone to edit that just to trick me to, like, think that that's more polished. And then then, we're, <laughs> then, then we immediately know that we're being sold to. Bro, uh, I've literally tested this. Like, what yeah, you're yeah, saying, tell me, oh, yeah, I you have told numbers. me about that. Tell me about yes. that. So basically, um, there's this, uh, I've been working with this company called Outart and what they do basically, it's like masterclass.com, but for electronic music production. Um, like I make music, like I, I have a musical background. I love techno and house. And so I'm like, I was passionate about this. So it's like, it's been a bit of my like passion project, how, how this brand. And we were in LA recording with Tip Hop, who is one of like, a, like big hip hop producer. He's produced Kanye and like the like really yeah. good one guy like he's good and we were recording and the editing team that they have in a company it's it's uh it's very small but they're very very talented right and so we did a full rebrand a year ago and we were recording this thing and what they do is like they they make trailers for every master class and they use these like one minute or like 50 second trailers to promote the things and it was not it was doing okay but like with every other company, the ads have become more expensive and less effective. I don't know if you've noticed this working with other companies, but this is a constant yeah. that I've seen in general, Definitely. like paid ads since the faith, Facebook and privacy and like um, Apple introduced that change on iPhones and all of that. Um, and so I'm like there in LA on the, because I, I stopped on the recording and I'm like, we should try something different. And I was like, can, can I do something? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The founder was there. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, hey, Che, um, would you mind just saying that you released this masterclass? Just pick my phone and just say that. And so with my phone, he recorded like type like a selfie type thing. We said, hey, I'm Che Bob, biggest hip hop industry, kept secret, whatever. I've released this masterclass. Go check it out. That was it. Like 10 seconds yeah. on my phone. So we actually tested this as an ad. Um, against the over, like the tr beautifully designed and motion graphics and produced, edit, yeah. highly produced for like content from the master class, and the um, iPhone video without any sound, like anything, like no color, like straight, literally airdrop from my phone to like Facebook, whatever, like tool they were using for the ads, got like seven times more engagement and like reach, and got yeah. three times click through rate. Something that literally took us like what ten minutes. That's amazing. And I'm just like, this is the reason why I think this happens, is because you said it. Like we're the people who are in leadership positions are like big, and the more established and the bigger the company is, the more this is real. Um, that like the chief creative officer or the chief brand officer or up like people running and making like the final decisions and all of this is people like that grew up with like movies and TV, cable TV and like MTV. And that's what we understand um, that, that like that's norm. But guess what? Yep. This has changed. So YouTube has become the most, the, the streaming platform with most time, watch time um, from like over Netflix, over Hulu and all of that. So I think like advertisement in the 80s used to replicate, uh, always they, they've been replicating the media 
dominant media type of format, right? Because that's what you want. So if people want to watch movies, your uh, your commercial, you're gonna package it like a movie, so they were willing to consume it, and so they hear your and, message, right? And there was only so, so much, and only so many places you could consume it too. You didn't have the options that you had nowadays. Exactly correct. So then you would, and so this is like Apple doing the. 1884 commercial, like the Ridley Scott, like Apple, yep. like famous commercial, then that looks like a movie. Then MTV came up and then every, instead of like little movies, ads started to look more like music video. And then you've got Pepsi, like hiring Britney and the Spice Girls and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that super like fun era, which like every TV commercial had these crazy shots and like, it was very fun, right? But for some reason, it seems like we haven't passed that era. But like the culture has evolved and actually since COVID and everything like very quickly. <laughs> so yeah. it's like we are living a world where that's not the media, like dominant media anymore and YouTube is. But ads haven't made the, the, the transition yet. And it's because it's coming from like the people and the youngsters. And it's very challenging for, for the ego of like a chief brand officer to be like, yeah, yeah, actually... You know, this guy making challenge videos is getting all these videos and like we should do something like that. It's very talented. <laughs> I, it, I love that you bring up all the commercials too is because one, I love, like I'm actually a type of person, I, I really like, um, I appreciate a good TV commercial. I can't stand oh, yeah. whack commercials. Uh, there's like 99.9% .9 of like whack commercials, but when there's a good one, I like, I'm the type to go back. I have like film the TV. I call my wife and I'm like, hey, I, like, yeah. look, look what they did here. And like, like I, I appreciate it, but I do think that there's like, like I, 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 I've been, I have a couple, like, like there are some things, like one, like why doesn't someone hire Emma Chamberlain? to just film a commercial vlog style. Like she's just like sitting there, like putting makeup on or whatever. And she's just say like, it feels like a vlog. And like, there's like maybe a subtle mention. I'm like, I feel like something like that would work where they just like steal a YouTubers, like straight up candid style and just send it. And like, like maybe she's just eating like a kava bowl or something, right? Like, and like, it just like quick logo and then out, but like no quick cuts. Cause I, I know that they did an integration with her. It'd be cool if they did it like in her style Two, there's room for, if someone wanted to like hire, like I, I put out this concept, like Peter McKinnon to film the commercial, right? Film and direct it. Then you get the BTS on his page as a creator, right? And you get this, and you get a really polished video. That's where you can merge the worlds. And three, I have another idea. Um, you're talking about like they need to treat, build their own media companies. I don't know if any brands do this. If you want to do this, hit 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 us up. We'll we'll consult for yes. you and, and help you do this. But like I was thinking, like all right, so say like SoundCloud, right? They have their like. They're, I'm just picking like a like a like a platform, right? They'll have a channel where it's like their traditional social media channel, and they have to make more produced content, higher polished photos. But like, why don't they treat it like building multiple media properties where they could do like a a TikTok specific for like lo-fi beats, right? Like channels, right? And it's just like they they um. 
they build these little media properties where they can go be more raw and creator like. Like you keep the main page and just do it the traditional way to make the higher ups happy, but then you build these little select channels where you can like literally have the creator mindset from start to finish and have the link and profile because everything's built on an interest graph nowadays. So if SoundCloud's trying to like appeal to a specific interest it's going to be all over the place with their different genres they should have three different genre channels like where they just focus and just like go really hard on like making beats like just raw like 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 uh you know what, what's the, the the bedroom producer like a bedroom producer channel where it's like it just like pick like a random name but then the connect it like it becomes a media pro like create little media properties like a creator is what i'm trying to say bro i feel like you and i should start if, like an agency or something i think we're st i think we're doing that i think we're doing that i think we're doing that Yo, like like think about it like um any of these companies like uh pick like a health food company they'll have their traditional page with their polished stuff but like hire three creators and just say yo Go make stuff in your kitchen. Uh, who's that girl, Emily Marienko style? Like, like, yo, send us thirty clips. Just like, and just build this channel with iPhone content. Then put put out ninety of them. Take the best ten. Make ninety more of those. Take those best ten. Put money behind them. Send them back to your landing page. <laughs> like, like, yo. Uh, I might delete this part. <laughs> is, is that making sense though? Is that like like all what I'm Yo, saying is like like play the game, have your polished page, but then build these other separate accounts. You know what I on, love about this? Yeah, verticals within your niche. Yeah. I get it. It's like yeah, like it's like you're behaving almost like a big, let's say like new like a big New York time or like, and then you have these media like sublets of like what, like, like different. Like bar, like Barstool is a good example. Like they'll have their <laughs> different accounts for their different shows, their different like different personalities. So you know what I like? I, what I really like about this is that it reduces the risk. So here's what I think. What you and I are discussing here, I genuinely believe. Like, look, man, I stopped working with these big tech companies and like high paying salaries. <laughs> Because I was, I could like, I believed in this so much that I'm like, I don't care if like, <laughs> if I'm taking it easy for like a couple of years, I'll be good. Like I, I could be wrong, but I generally believe this is how advertisement will be yeah. everywhere in five years from now. Okay. And so I think that's what you're doing is so important with the podcast and like just kicking off the conversation. Um, and the, even like the three things that you're, you've talked about the three different versions all of them make sense because like the emma one it's like i think she's at this time like an influencer where like she not only knows how to make content that does well but also have like a massive audience and a massive reach already so she can like provide both values to to yeah. brands right um so that's one way you can do it you don't want to tell her anything like if you work with her like just let her do it there like, yo, but, like that's why you're hiring her yo, yo and you, you they should honestly pick one of her awkward parts in the video too it should be a part that like feels like it, it should feel like a hundred percent like it's the part they should have cut out but they send <laughs> it as the commercial because that's what will get talked about like pe like people that don't know her but like what what is like is this like a blooper? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, like, but like her real her fans would be like, ah, that's Emma being Emma, you know? Like, 
yeah, yeah but keep, so, keep going keep going i think so this is one that i that i think would be interesting the peter mckenna one is also you're talking more of like a distribution strategy which i love so it's like you know let him do the commercial and then you may post it on your channels but then you, like he can put the bds and he's like as a youtube video whatever so super interesting distribution idea there and then the third one i really like you know why because there's a lot of resistance still people don't get this like literally like one out of 10 companies gets it they just don't know also how to implement it because they don't know how to measure that right so yes. that's the main attribution is the main problem here yes like if you put an ad and then you get your ROI is X, like it, it doesn't matter if it could be more, but if you can measure, you're going to do that. Again, something you cannot measure. Yes. And so I think that's the main problem we need to fix. Like how do we that, make this happen? That's dude, it. we should invent the thing that helps them measure this shit. <laughs> I am thinking about this. I am, bro, if like, I'm thinking a lot about this because the moment they can measure- I could get I, investors. Like, I know you could too. <laughs> I got people Bro. wanting to invest. I just got to bring the idea. <laughs> we need to figure it out. We need to figure it out that we're good because that's the one. And, and so I'm always thinking, how can they put their foot on the door with this mindset? Because when we when they're here at like this kind of conversation, they're like, yes, like many people resonate with this, but they just don't know how to get started because it's such a, it's not just a form transition. It's a fundamental transition on how teams are built operations it's 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 not easy to change it's not like oh let's change the style you know what i mean yeah um and no, this idea i really like because it it reduces the friction so you're like hey you can still do your own traditional thing that makes you sleep at night and keep your job yes but let's experiment with this little other brand that like if it fails like no one's gonna die and let's see what happens and i guarantee if there's enough time for that to like take off or like oh, like overpass the other one and be like oh well, actually let's focus on that because it's doing so well and that's measuring right like that's results i use this analogy of like uh blue sky have you ever heard of blue sky um no maybe yeah i think i think you should be a re recurring guest and we'll call these blue sky episodes where it's like uh <laughs> the the office when they used to write the show they would have a period where it was like two to three weeks where they, I, that seems long, but they would just blue sky ideas. They would put up all the most ridiculous ideas possible, right? <laughs> From the creative side of their brain. Then they would go in and edit. And they'd be like, okay, that's too ridiculous. Pull that out. Like those things don't make sense. So these are very much like blue sky. Like some of these might have to be tamed down so people can continue their jobs and, and, uh, and, and not feel like they're taking too much risks. Um, but there's definitely a th something there because, dude, there are a lot, a lot of talented people out there that can oh, yeah. do because I do this. I, I, I look for creators for brands and I'm like I see people that they don't even realize their talent all the time just talking to their phone. If you, you, if you can sit in your car and talk to your phone for 90 <laughs> seconds – and have 500,000 people watch that. You don't understand Bruh. how talented that is. Like that is a Bruh. rare skill. And like if – if but there's people like that where like as creators, they're like, I don't want to build a brand around that. Like I don't – like which is fine. But like there's <laughs> brands that can come in and be like, okay, we can actually give you Use a that. little bit. Yeah, yeah. We can give you a consistent check. You can partner with – like there's ways and then like they could still do their own thing on the side. But dude, there's so many talented people. Out, and that's what I love about that, – that's honestly one of my favorite things is like like when I see people doing funny skits or like doing like 
you know, DIY, like tutorial channels. I'm like, yo, these are outlets for everyday people that were like really creative, but like traditional jobs doesn't let them express that. That's why I call them power hobbies. They're, they're, it's a way to, uh, it's, it's, it's a way to do something you love. It's a way to, uh, build and create an asset. It's a way to build your network. It's a way, it's a means for self-improvement because you have a goal around this and you, and you pursue it. And it's a way to, uh, there's another one in there. There's another one in there that, that I use, uh, a build, did I say build your network? I don't know. But like the, these platforms are really great for doing that. But some people still, they're like, I don't want this to be a business. I don't want to even think about making money on it. And there's tons of brands that can partner with these individuals. So Me, and we gonna, can help you find those creators too. Uh, that's that's what I do. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what. So that's what you do. And I think I'm gonna say more. Like I think these people who are recording in their cars or like on their bedrooms and like they're getting like these insane amount of views. Some of them will want because they'll have the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit within, and they'll be like, "Oh, let me build my brand. Let me build yes. my business and scale it." And some others can be bothered, right? Some other, I'm like, I actually want to work with Nike or like, I actually want to work with Apple. I generally, and like, we'll do now this thing like in five years um, that Gary B does that if like, if this became a reality, now we clip it and the video goes wrong because you oh, and yeah, I yeah. He just makes five all years the ago. boldest claims and right. then like clips and the ones that are right. And just push the ones that are like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, we'll do this. Um, but then I think my belief is that these are, these are going to be the next creative directors. Like when you think about it, the traditional oh. creative director role and our direction is like before design and our direction was the skill that was necessary to build a brand. But it's not like it's not the principal skill anymore, especially with AI and like all the tools that are coming up. It's storytelling, storytelling and video and knowing how to communicate things that are engaging and people want to consume. That's the skill that everyone needs. And these creators are going to be the next chief creative officers. Guaranteed. I like, I, guaranteed. I, I agree with that. And I'm going to tell you another intangible that is overlooked is, is context on social platforms. So there's a lot of people, when I'm working with people to like hire video editors for, for, for content, I'm like, all right, what, where, what is the goal of this video? Because if you don't tell me the goal of this video, what we want to do with this, I can't, I can't tell you which video editor to go with. Because, you know, like, do they, which platform did, because all of these are different. All of these have a little slightly nuance that's different to them. Traditional TV editor is very different than what we need someone social uh, editing for, for social. So it's like understanding context and then also as a creator, understanding your strengths. So uh, I think if it's like just just a, I, I, mean, I don't know why I'm even going this direction, but like <laughs> if you find that like I, I think it's important to lean in your strengths as you start to learn what they are. Like it's hard to know them like at, at the beginning. So you have to try a bunch of stuff, but you'll start to get a little signal back from the world saying like, Hey, that video resonated this style. When you talk this way to the camera, when, when you write, maybe when you do audio, like there's certain things that everyone kind of has a, has a, like a, a, you know, a special, they're, 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 they're special sauce for, um, and try to find those as quick as possible and lean into them. But then context too, it's like, own something like what is the format that like you're going to be known for and lean into that like maybe it's the car talking videos maybe it's like the um the quick cut like youtube video breakdowns of nba plays or i don't know like find your like little 
corner and lean into it. And like I think that's something that a brand is like afraid to do. They're afraid to be like, oh, I want to be known for just this one thing. As a creator, you can do that. Um, and it's important to do that to kind of carve out like what you're known for on the internet. I think does that hit? Yes, it does. And I'll, 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 I'll turn it into my own words. I think what, what I'm hearing here is like, it's all you're my term. you're my chat GBT. I, I say something <laughs> you're like I say, I'm like, I say something and I say say this in a cleaner way. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Make I'm this always, make, always happy to do make, that. <laughs> make this make sense. <laughs> loading, loading. Um, so here's the thing. I, what I hear is like it's long term. Like that's what you're saying to me. Like it's long term because when you're doing something long with a long term goal a long-term strategy you you have the time to like figure out what your strengths are figure out what like you want to own right and the problem with like every single brand is that they're very short-term oriented like they care about quarter goals because the people in their seats want to keep their jobs they need to deliver deliver results so they need to be able to measure that and sometimes i've even seen they spend more time uh internally like arguing who got those sales Versus actually trying to like oh make a gosh. difference, dude. You've seen that, dude. Bro. There's like... <laughs> more time in meetings, in yeah, in like doing the reporting, like like yo, just send it. Like that's the creator mindset too. It's like yo, yes. just send it. Like like I don't even like we're just cooking. We're like like that's that is the total mindset. It's like yo, the, the internet's gonna tell us. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> like a- we'll we'll know very clearly which one's hitting or not. Um, and also like what yeah. you say about working with creators and like like creating these meaningful relationships and partnerships, it's so important. And I would encourage every single brand or brand manager or person working with brands or entrepreneurs for like small brands. Is like just be humble, and um, I want to put this out there, hoping hoping that like it might resonate with someone because I remember like a few months ago, I think, or like a few weeks ago, um, I was in like one chat room at Creator now with other um like creators and like talking, and all of a sudden I realized I'm talking with um this like 19 year old kid that has like videos with like thousands of views, and he knows how to engage better than I do. Yep. And do you know what that means for like, I'm like, fuck, like, ah, it's just, it's hard. Cause like, I've been doing this for like 15 years and like, you know what I mean? Like, so you need to really be humble yeah. and be like, listen to everyone. Doesn't, it doesn't matter where, like if it's, if what they're saying makes sense, just forget who you're talking to because that's the magic of the, and the beauty of the creator economy. It's decentralized knowledge can come from everyone and that's the whole point anyone can make it they just need to put in the time and the passion and i think that's one of the beautiful things about it bro a hundred percent i i honestly i think about that a lot actually the fact that like so even with you saying that you knowing that and being like self-aware around that it's like really all you got to do because like everyone's gonna have like if you're really curious about this space and you really want to win, it's it's important to know that like, all right, there's going to be a lot of people that have strengths that are different than you. That like, kind of like show up in their unique way a little bit better or different. Like it's like, but we can complement each other. And two, it's the fact that because these platforms change so much, like an expert, like 
I don't want to talk to someone that grew their YouTube channel five years ago because it's an entirely different world and rules now. And I don't want to talk to someone that like like even like you see these like big influencers like selling these masterminds. Get that out of my face. I want someone <laughs> I want someone that cooked like this year because the platforms are so entirely different. Like uh, it, I'm I'm serious. Like it I, is so like, true. Young people come into businesses and like They'll get told, you know, like agencies, like, yo, I'm telling you, if you're a 19 year old kid and you want to consult for a brand, use that to your advantage. Say, hey, I know how people communicate. I know where they communicate. I know where the private groups are like like that. Like now it's not 10 years isn't an advantage anymore. It's like, yo, I'm I'm that I am the person you're trying to market to is is like an advantage and like uh, knowing the context of these tools and how things are communicated. Uh, Now, like you said, I know that this is a challenge for you. It's like, all right, how do we educate brands to understand that like being a 19 year old kid is actually an advantage for those reasons? It's a different approach. It's a different approach, and it requires a little bit of like rethinking internally for companies and um, rethinking in terms of like how are the teams organized, what do we prioritize, um, and things like, for example, a creative team with just creative professionals that don't ever look at the content once it's posted because I've seen this is a constant. Um, it's not good. Like they should be able to access analytics and not require someone from the marketing team to give them a report at the end of the month if they're lucky or at the yeah. end of the quarter because then it's too late. What is the new – I feel like there needs to be a new position, like whether it's at agencies oh. or it's like at the brand. Like it needs to be like a – like not a creative director, like a creator, <laughs> like like the creator – the attention like something around like the role of the person that is going to like know the like understand the context of all of these worlds and who needs to, who they need to work with uh, i guess that's the creative I've been director thinking about like, this i think that the meaning of what a creator and the responsibilities of what a creative director is and what a creative professional should do especially in like a year or two, when um, AI is one normal tool that we're all using in in every company, the role, like the po- these positions, will be redefined. Like they're starting to be redefined already. And I think yeah. one of I don't know about like necessarily like new roles that will pop in, but what I'm I cannot stop thinking about is skills. Like I I made a video the other day just talking about it because like it's just fascinating to me. The fact skills? that. Yes, like on a, on your resume, if you're a filmmaker, like more like when you're talking about your skills, what you can bring yeah. to the team or your to the brand, like what are you talking about? Like what, what are you, how are you selling Yo. yourself, right? And I think this what? is interesting for creators because if we can name those skills, all of a sudden become valuable. But if you're selling intangibles, how you how you attach value to it, right? So I was thinking when you as a creator introduce yourself as a brand, you have way m- much more skills than you might be communicating. So give them names. Like, for example, attention generation. Mm. You know how to generate attention. Retention. That's another skill. In the same way people put on their LinkedIn profile, I know how to edit. I know how to like write scripts. This set of new skills for for the creator. I got to get better at that. Like, There's stuff that I do where I'm like, yo, I know that like, I need better languaging around how to describe this value add that I bring to this thing. 
like even even like create a relationships like even be able to even to have someone that can translate like <laughs> information from the brand to the creative people <laughs> right like like yes. that is a that that's a hard thing to do like like create a relationship like uh being I able like i mean i'm i'm doing some consulting for brands and like bro you know how much it helps when i reach out to creators and I'm like yo i listen to your podcast like Dude, they want to work with me so much more, like, because I've built, yeah. <laughs> like, I built this like trust. I'm not just like some dude that is like reaching out and saying, "Hey, here's a brand." Like, like they're like, "Yo, I want to, <laughs> I want to figure out." Like, this guy gets me. He speaks my language. I want to figure out. Like, I'm like, that, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, like there, there's, there's, there's something there. Like you and I, like let, let's 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 keep. Let, this is fun. This is fun. Let's keep brainstorming on this. these ideas of just like how to how to merge these worlds how to make them a little bit more seamless uh how to i think there's there's a lot of education that needs to be done first yes around, i like, agree yeah and i it starts with with like, i mean honestly like that the attention economy video that you did on the future and like everything you're, you're doing with with your own content too people ask me sometimes people ask me um because right now, since I stopped working with Typeform and I've been doing this thing on my own now, it's like I put like 60% of my time on just making content and then 30 or like 40% on like some client work to pay the bills, right? Because like this time, yep. like I'm just growing so my, my content doesn't pay the bills. And people are like, well, how, like well, why are you putting so much time? Like you should, you could be making so much money. And I'm like, for what I want to do, I no worries, I'll be good. But yeah, I need to educate. Like at first, we need to understand yeah. what's going on, so people buy into it. And I, I think that's why what you're doing, I admire so much. It's so I think it's so important to make the space grow because yes, like education is a big part of it. Yo, and and what you're doing too is it's, I I love thinking about it this way is you're showing your way of thinking, right? You're not just showing like. When when you're putting out content and like like this is kind of my strategy too, it's like I'm not saying, hey, I can do this in, this influencer campaign for you, and like these are the three tactics that you use. Like I'll put out ideas, and like people will like be like they'll resonate with like, yo, he thinks about this industry a little differently. Like that's why you reached out to me. Like that's why I immediately saw your content and I connected. Like I'm like, yo, I like the way he's thinking. I know that there's going to be a lot of synergy there. And so when you make your own content for anyone else out there that's listening, like. Uh, you know, there there's a rhyme and a reason why I do those strategy videos. Like I'm marketing my way of thinking, and you better believe I've gotten clients because of that. Like that, those videos aren't built to go viral. Those videos are built for about ten people that cut the checks to see them as digital billboards for the way that I think. So like each creator is doing that. They're, every video they put out, they're putting out a digital billboard about how they think. At, at the beginning, you're obsessed with followers. Then I hit this point where it's just like, yo, I'm going quality. I'm going quality, and that's that's my goal with this. Um, but now I think that I need to rein it in and be like, all right, start thinking about packaging a little bit more. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is I'm going back to the way of thinking. Like I saw your content immediately, and I was like, I know what he's about. And if you can do that, it like then the algorithm doesn't matter as much. And then it's just like getting in touch with the right people and then you'll find ways to collaborate. I love hearing this because this I'm right there in stage one where like <laughs> maybe I don't care that much about followers, but views I do. 
And yeah. and you you said something very interesting. Like I don't make these videos to go viral, but just for the people who need to see them, that cut the text right. And I they, these lands like so much for me because I feel like now you are my Tad GPT as well on how to market. <laughs> because um, yes, like I market the way of thinking. It is big. But it's never it's it's hard for it to go viral, especially if we're trying to innovate in the industry, like trying to break through yes, a new, new way stuff. of doing things. It's new, yeah, it's stuff that's like new, so it's like not a whole whole wide audience isn't going to immediately connect with it. I also it's like find- talking about Mr. Beast doing good videos like four years ago when he had not like blown up just yet. Yes. And imagine at that time you were talking, oh, Mr. Beast doing great, but nobody would care yet. You need him to blow up, and then everybody cares. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like we're in a little bit like early stages and that's why it's sometimes a little like challenging but also hyper exciting at least for me. All right, so let's 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 kind of break down three things. Let's the, the the primary listeners, the 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 primary audience of my dude, what the heck is going on? All right, the people that listen to my show are creators for the most part. So what are some takeaways maybe successful brands do or like something that you love about, like maybe just something you're experiencing in advertising that uh creators can do and let's think about like creators like i know that there's like the big top one percent creators right but there's also a lot of creators with like mid-size from like you know fifty thousand uh to uh five two hundred and fifty thousand like on the on these uh, respective platforms what can they learn from successful brands that like maybe can tighten up their approach a little bit, or is there nothing? Is there nothing that like are are, are should brands only learn from creators? No, I think it's a, it's a very beneficial relationship for both parts, and I think what creators can learn from brands is scale and structure, like mm. systems. Like one of the yep. most successful things that we did at Typeform was developing um, routines for the week. Communication was huge, because um, be, and most companies and creators do this when it's already late that they've like almost burned out and so they need to fix it. But if yep. you start thinking from like they not okay not day one but like day three, um, what what am I doing? Is this scalable? Like, can I be doing this for the next two five years? Because if you're like putting everything, I know there's like a grinding at the beginning that's like exciting and also like you're trying to break through. Um, but what brands are really good at, and especially when they're established, is like systems to yes. do things at scale. Yep. And nobody is essential and everyone's replaceable. So yep. if creators can think a little bit more in those terms, I believe, first of all, it's going to improve their health. Um it's going to make you feel better and sleep better at night because you're not going to feel that much weight on your shoulder. Like everything depends on you. Yep. And everything changes every week is different. It's very exciting where you get started. that Everything's different every week. But then by half a year, you're going to be like, I just I can't take it. I need a break. Yeah. And you won't feel like you can, quote unquote, can. So I think systems, processes, that's the, if there's any takeaway for creators, I would say that. I think you're right. And I think a lot of that can come down to, I mean, even like the way I'm thinking about the podcast, uh, I've been behind on the show, the, you know, some of, you know, my, my, my day job and, and some consulting and, and like, like a lot of stuff has gotten in the way. I'm like, how can I make this, 
how can I simplify this process a little bit? And I'm like, maybe it's, I do seasons of the show where I go hard for two months and I take a month off. Like that's an example of like a, like a, like a process around the show where it's like I batch record and then I send it and then I have a little break to reset. And then like, I come back like feeling really excited to create and it's going to be different for everyone. But I think finding little things like that, I mean, even for me, like I know I'm happier when I can get 30 minutes of writing in every single day. Like okay. it's just like a brain dump of ideas and just like – so I try to write ideas out each week. And then so in the morning I wake up and I have the ideas ready and I can just sort of write and jam out on them. And like I haven't been doing that more recently and I, and I, and I need to get back to that. So like finding those little things, even if it's like you're working around a day job, even if you have a family, like find those little pockets throughout your day where you can – be that a producer and and think like a brand and create those systems and processes and write everything down um even if if you feel like it's unnecessary it might take it might take you 5% more time but then when shit hits the fan and big changes come because now you have way more money you need to bring people in or because someone from your team decides to move on and do something different now you're not resetting the whole thing you have a system that is less depending on each individual and can scale and continue growing uh more naturally um and uh talk business with brands they they really like your content so you don't need to sell them on that talk business talk engagement conversions if you can see try to like talk their language i think this will help in the same way brands should talk the creator Yo, language a hundred percent look like this is that that dude i tell people all the time look at their landing page you can clearly tell what they're trying to sell you can clearly tell how they word it how they phrase it like work that stuff into the emails you know work that into the comment hey i saw your your approach on that how's that like how's that going i would love to know a follow-up how's this new them. product like how is yeah. it growing yeah, are yeah. you how many users are, are you how active users do you have how can we bring more people in like all those things yes. like what other like people could... in this space can i connect you with you know it's like there's enough to eat like and i'm telling you i think people try to hoard relationships they try to protect them, but like I'm telling you, that stuff, like, it, it, it just freely connect like other creators with brands and brands with creators, like, because then you become the go-to per person for both of them, <laughs> um, and then they keep you in mind when there's like another like opportunity in the future, like, um, or you know that creator, oh, you connect me with that brand, like I would love, to, they they want to pay you back in some way, uh, build. I mean, that's what you and I are doing. Like we're we're just like, yo, let's just connect. Um, and then see where this conversation takes us. And like, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, having that mindset of like, yo, there's enough to eat for like all of the people in, in this in this attention economy is a great mindset to have. Yeah, there's enough to eat because it's it's the it's what it is. It's it's what's gonna be the norm, and that's yeah. why there's enough to eat. In the same way, there's been like everyone had their jobs and made money on like traditional advertisement. This is what's replacing it. So yep. we're good. Like it, no scarcity mindset. We're good. Like, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. like the first ones. It's good, especially creators. Like, yo, just uh, they like also like yeah, just like group chats of of like insights. Like, yo, what's going oh, on? Beautiful, this platform? amazing, yeah, dude. Like that's that's where like the the real the uh, the real learning is happening. Um, yo, but Alex, yo, this was incredible. Um, this was an hour and 15 minutes about um so 
I'm sure there's I'm sure we said something good in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, but yo, uh where can where could we check you out? Yeah, so find me on YouTube, Alex and Tolino. Um and uh, I'm 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 like that's I say as I said, that's my main focus. So everything that I'm thinking, learning, I'll share there. Um so ramping up with videos. Hopefully every week or every two weeks for sure. And uh, and if you want to talk to me, DM me on Instagram at Antolino. So if someone wants to pay you, consult, <laughs> get your consulting, your advising, your brilliant mind, download it and put it into their their brand. They can you want, DM or email. DM DM me, or okay. you can email me at hello at alexantolino.com. <laughs>